<laughs> Woohoo! Mm-hmm. We're here. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I might keep that in so that nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. I'm James, and I'm hoping that this week all the audio will work as we've had a rather uh, laboured beginning, haven't we, Gemma? We certainly have, <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say that it's from my end, not from James's end, so mm. it's it's always frustrating. Shocking, when it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's really annoying when it's from <laughs> my end, not yours. I can't, mm. you know, I can't shout at myself as well as I can shout at you. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go and stand in front of the mirror and shout at yourself for a bit, you're more than welcome to do that. Well, um, sadly, I haven't got any mirrors in my bedroom, so, you know, uh, I can't do that right now. But, um, you know, <laughs> when I go in the hallway, I will. I will. I'll shout mm-hmm. at myself. You can do, yep, yeah, later on you can be there going, you, you, you're wrong, you've let yourself down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't get, the... sorry, go on. <laughs> let the tadpoles down. No, exactly. And And honestly... I'm I'm the worst at berating myself for anything that goes wrong, so don't you worry. I will be shouting at myself later. But we're here now, so it's all good. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yes, we are. We are here now. That's the most important thing. Yeah, almost took an hour. but <laughs> yep, I would say the sun is out and the sky is blue, but that's so far from the truth. <laughs> it is untrue, and I know that rhymes. <laughs> well, Graham informed me that, um, yep, we're getting into weather talk straight away, but he informed me that you, um, well, the north of England will be getting 18 hours of thunderstorms apparently, but I don't know if that's really true. Have you heard that? It's possible. It's po- I've I've seen something about thunderstorms. What we've had today and over the past few days is it'll be kind of reasonably okay, and then you just get torrential, and I mean truly, truly torrential downpour. Yeah. Last for either a short burst like it did this morning, it just went insane, and then it can <laughs> uh, it can go for a long periods of time. But I feel very sorry for a guy who's currently trying to build a wall. Well, he has been trying to build a wall and do work on it for pretty much a week and it's just been downpouring him all the time. But he is nearly done. So he's clearly been getting something right. On the days where it's been nice, he's been getting on with it. But it cannot be fun. Yeah. And he's also a Yorkshireman. Yorkshiremen don't get swayed by the weather, do they? They're out in all weathers, aren't they, James? <laughs> if if they are true Dalesmen Yes, yeah. it wouldn't probably bother them at all. They would they would power through and get it done. <laughs> so uh, yeah, is that that said? That's after the guy. Yeah, I was going to say, is that said uh, the fact that you're not a Yorkshireman then? <laughs> well, I'm a I'm an I am a honorary Yorkshireman, and as my family is partly from Yorkshire, yes, yeah. I managed to adopt it. Yeah, I'm not a Southern softy, but carry on. <laughs> That's all right. I'm more than happy being a Southern softy. It's all good. <laughs> but no, we've had the torrential downpours and stuff like that as well. Mm. It's been horrendous. And it's like, and I nearly took a video of it the other day. Um, I was going to pull over mm-hmm. in my car because I was driving in it. and um, But then as I was driving towards um, town, I, you know, the, the rain had obviously been there before, but they, um, mm-hmm. it was sort of heading my way. So that's why that, you know, it was really horrendous where I live. But when I got to town, it was like bone dry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. yeah, well, it's quite common. It's quite common. So it's like, mm. if you see, uh, if you look, you know, where I live, if you look over, um, sort of the direction where town is, if you see like a big black mm-hmm. cloud across it, you know, that in sort of about 20 minutes or so that it's going to be, uh, really bad where i live so you can sort of judge it <laughs> but you know so if you're gonna put your watch it's down, generally not, i mean I, yeah <laughs> don't do it don't do it yeah exactly yeah i don't mind it too much as long as i make as long as if i'm out i've got a waterproof of some sort on yeah so it's not it's not that bad but yeah it's when it just goes insanely heavy <laughs> uh, that's the the biggest problem <laughs> so do you think the tab post tuned in this week to hear us about talk about uh, talk about the weather or uh... <laughs> we get i couldn't this? give a damn i couldn't give a damn <laughs> the listening to it regardless <laughs> i suppose yeah uh-huh. right this is weather talk with Gemma and james uh we've been mm-hmm. talking for approximately five minutes now on the weather but there we have it it. <laughs> it's a good old British British conversation. <laughs> Very true for our international listeners. Enjoy, yeah. And for those who do, who don't get as much rain, appreciate what we're telling you. Yes, exactly, exactly. But actually, on topic, 
Um, mm-hmm. The other day I saw something that was quite funny that basically mm-hmm. there was is well, obviously I can only sort of go by the British people because obviously we're in Britain, but there, there was this horrendous downpour that you were talking about earlier and uh, or a couple mm-hmm. of seconds ago. <laughs> and, um, basically uh, it was like there was the different types of people that dealt with that situation. So there's the one that runs with flip-flops on and you know they look really stupid as they're running with flip-flops and shorts on you know kind of thing in that horrendous mm-hmm. rain um and then there was the <laughs> and then there was the other people that i kind of fell in the bracket of as oh sod it in this weather i'm gonna get wet anyway so i was just walking just normal mm-hmm. <laughs> to get into the shop because like, we're all going to um tesco's other shops are available but um yeah it, we were sort of heading into Tesco's, but I was just like, uh, I'm just going to walk because it, it's not going to make it any different if I run. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to get well, less the, the, the reality is, uh, I remember seeing this on a Mythbusters, that if you run in the rain, you actually get yourself more wet because it hits you at a higher speed than if you go at a steady pace. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So there you yep. go. That's very, yep, there you go. And also, if you're wearing flip-flops, you need to be, you need to have a word with yourself. It's wrong. <laughs> you're not on the beach. You're not on holiday. Well, the- you just look yourself dead in the eye in the mirror and say, I'm a, I'm a terrible human being and I need to rectify myself. <laughs> I mean, there could have been. And a, you know it's true. They, they definitely, I don't wear flip-flops. But um, yeah, and also y- your feet go really skanky with flip-flops on as well, everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't. Ugh. But um, not that I've got the best feet in the world anyway. But um, now we're going to the foot fetish section of the podcast. But uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm starting my OnlyFans foot page very soon are you oh lovely (laughs) trust me if you want pictures of my feet there's something really really wrong with you (laughs) it'd be quite interesting to actually test that theory though wouldn't it (laughs) oh god you can imagine some weird people somewhere (laughs) it'll be their thing there's a look there's something for everybody so you know yeah exactly exactly i was gonna say that you know not everybody is a weirdo so you know you, you know we accept you for who you are if you love james's feet for a foot, fet- a foot fetish can't say the word oh, yeah. <laughs> although if you're wearing flip-flops no i don't accept you no and you again need to sort yourself out yeah and also i was just going to quickly say as well with regards to the holiday those people that were running in the flip-flops they could have been on holiday because it is a seaside resort but you know you know, still <laughs> likely You're wrong. Yeah, they're definitely wrong. But yeah. Um yeah. no, they definitely they could have been on holiday because you know it's typical when you come to um the seaside, you always pack t shirt and shorts, don't you? So like when it's raining, I see all the all the tourists walking around in their shorts and t shirts and I'm just pissing mm-hmm. myself laughing in my waterproofs, you know. But um there we have it. <laughs> I'm just evil. <laughs> I'm glad to you acknowledge your evilness I do. And, and, and rage and anger. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been up to this week then, James? Uh, tried to replace my phone. That seems to, that, that could turn into a codswallop. That could be for the next episode. Um, seen some friends and family. Things have been good there. Dodged the crappy weather. <laughs> Generally that kind of stuff. It's uh, But yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. What about yourself? Yes, no problem. And why do we have to wait until the next episode for your phone story? Because you... I need to see what the situation is to uh, provide the information. Ah, okay. He likes to provide all of the real facts, guys. Not like me, who just like mm-hmm. wings it. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yes. At least there should be let's a God's provide. Order. Let's provide, yeah, factual information. Yes. Well, I mean, it's good to know that you're actually going to be, you know, maybe bringing some content to the podcast. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> that's, and and this salty tabbles is a good way to lose your cohort. Bring them on, <laughs> insult them in under the 10 minute mark. I mean, she, she's going with it, isn't she? Under the 10 minute mark. She's already stuck the knife in turned and pulled it out to let all the blood flow out. Well, it's actually ten and a half minutes, so you know. 
<laughs> Not according to the timer on this thing. <laughs> oh, it says. Uh, oh, anyway, it don't really matter. But um, obviously, the gotcha. Wow. Obviously, the time is slightly different because it says ten fifty four now for me. So, uh, so there you go. Anyway, um, I've lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? If that's the case, if it says ten whatever it is on yours, we must be like looking at an alternate time thing. So the 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 recording timer is showing me ten thirty two. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We'll find out. We'll find out in the wash, won't we? We'll find out what's going on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? Today, this recording has taken about six attempts so far. Who knows? We might not even get this. We might not even have off. a recording. <laughs> We laugh about it, but it actually could be true. It's awful. But anyway. It could. Yeah. I was going to say, how's my week been? Well, mm. I mean, the dog shat in the kitchen. That was fun. Yeah, I was going to say, shitty. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Sunday, Sunday morning, um, I heard Graham get up, and it was like about half past seven-ish, because I'd just, you know, done – well, I hadn't finished doing the promoting of the um, the episode that we had last week, which was very, very good to you and Emma. And um, Cool, thank you. Yeah, and I came up with a little rhyme, didn't I, that was a last-minute thing. You did. <laughs> so I thought I was quite proud of myself. So anyway, I was laying in bed, you know, thinking up that rhyme, and then I thought, wow, I better get out of bed, you know. Um, so I went to walk into the kitchen and I was like greeted by the worst smell. Sorry, people, if you're eating right now, stop for a second. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was greeted by the worst smell that you could ever smell, which was oh, diarrhea dog shit, basically. It was, it was so horrendous. I'm laughing because it was so horrendous. It was like, you know, like I'm disturbed by it, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, he was literally sort of just literally gone in the middle of the kitchen and it was all up the cupboard. It was all everywhere. And I was like, why did I get up early this morning? <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, like, but I was glad that I did because you could see that Graham was in a bit of a flap because I'd gone out to have a cigarette and um yeah and and he he was already outside and he was sort of leaned over going <laughs> so he was even away <laughs> in the meantime this is still all on the kitchen floor so the dog's outside with you know he's outside he's not coming back in for a while um and yeah and then the cleanup started and it was like getting all the, as many as many tissue, you know, like um, kitchen roll kind of things as possible. And it was like bleached in the floor and all this. Managed to get it all cleaned up though before my mum got up, so that was good. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is horrendous. So, and I'm yeah, I'm like a super smeller. So it's the fact that. I don't know whether the smell had got up my up my nose in that sense, you know, not not literally. Don't worry, I didn't get poo on my nose. But um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure as well if you know there was bits that we'd missed or whatever because you could still smell it if you know what I mean. But uh, oh my god, yeah, that was not a nice wake up call at all. <laughs> are you glad you tuned into this one, aren't you, tadpoles? <laughs> hey, weather feet dog shit so there you go i mean i'm just sat here feeling like i ought to puke just listening to it yeah Ugh. and i've already heard the story i know we didn't hear it in full glory no. but yeah no and i Ugh. yeah you were quite lucky that i didn't take any photos and send them to yeah. you while you're having your breakfast because oh god seriously it was horrendous but um <laughs> he obviously he doesn't do that kind of thing so he must have been feeling unwell you know to have done it so as much as we sort of said, what did you do? It was, um, and then quickly followed by, you know, all right, you're forgiven now. Because like I said, he, he wouldn't do that kind of thing. It's not like a normal kind of thing that he would do. So uh, he must have been feeling quite unwell. So we've let him off. And mm. uh, Yeah, I, I think I shall remain pet free. I mean, this just <laughs> helps reinforce the theory of a dog is wonderful. Yeah. The reality, less so. Yeah. No, maybe what you could do is you could do like, I don't know, dog walking or something for like neighbours so that you haven't. Mm. I've, 
Yeah, I'll vicariously live through you and other people I know have got dogs. Yeah. And when I see p- dogs, I'll I'll do my usual thing of smile and pat and whatnot. And yeah. yeah, we'll stick with that. It's all good. Yeah, it's a bit like when you see someone with a baby and you just go ah, and then just walk away. <laughs> you and I have very different reactions to babies. Then no, but you've got to be very you, different reactions. If it's a if it's a good friend, you've got to be polite, haven't you? Well, sometimes, but um, yeah, if it's a friend. It's like, ah, oh, well, it's good job you're not ugly because I don't have to lie to you. <laughs> well, every any time I feel the need to get a dog, I shall remember this story. In fact, I'll listen back to this portion of the episode yeah. and it'll be like a cold shower uh, first thing in the morning or doing the ice bath challenge. Yes. It'll just, you know, it'll hit, it'll bring me back to the, the horrors and reality, <laughs> the shittiness of a dog crapping all over the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, though, it isn't a regular occurrence, thankfully. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are the massive plus sides of having a dog, though, James, which is the, you know, like, it's just the love that you feel from them and you just feel so happy when you see them because they're just wagging their tail and they're just so happy. So, you know, there are a few little negatives that you have to deal with, but at the same time, it's uh, it's very lovely having a dog and yeah see their little bottom lip quiver when you say the w word because i know he's in the hallway and he can hear me at the moment so i'm not gonna say walkies <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> i could whisper it he won't hear <laughs> that's what you think they've got very good hair i know they have yeah i'm not stupid <laughs> i am a little bit but no not too bad um what else has happened this week well my car's gone into the garage for the third time so oh, god third time well you say third time's a charm so maybe yeah. it will be resolved well i mean the th- you don't sound very confident you don't sound very confident when i said that no honestly i mean i should have said third time this month not this week that oh <coughs> right okay excuse me sorry oh heck i didn't realize it was third time this month yeah third time this month so basically i've oh, had gosh. the um a couple of lights that have been kept coming on um which was one was i think the service light and the other one was um a check engine light uh, i should know this off by heart really because i've seen them so much and uh every time they come on i go back to the garage and they're you know supposed to sort it out and the mechanic is a good mechanic so i'm not really blaming them but at the same time does it get to the point when you're like are you getting me to keep coming back because you actually want more money or are you actually trying to fix this, you know, kind of thing, especially when it's three times in a month that you have to go back. And I know cars aren't the easiest thing to um, to deal with. So, you know, this is sort of leaning into a bit of cod's wallop as well, really. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit on the frustrating side, to be honest. But yesterday, uh, not yesterday, Sunday, again, everything happened on Sunday. <laughs> The dog shit the kitchen. Yeah, dog craps everywhere. <laughs> I mean, just to interject, it's this one of these situations where the mechanic, you've seen the mechanic that much, he could become a trusted family friend. You're having one for Christmas day. <laughs> yeah, we could. We absolutely could. Um, but then it's, yeah. I mean, this car has always caused me problems anyway. So as soon as I win the lottery or, you know, marry someone with money, I will <laughs> buy myself a new car. But for the time being, I can't afford it. So... So if anyone wants to set up a GoFundMe for me to get a car, you know, feel free. <laughs> I only need yeah, about 14 I mean, the grand. Thing is, <laughs> the thing is, if you do GoFundMe, I, I think what you'd end up with is someone would do a GoFundMe where they'd just buy you like a Matchbox car uh, and send it in the post. And you'd say, well, you never specified. Yeah, that is that is a downside. I wouldn't be able to fit in it, would I? <laughs> <laughs> or, but, but, Sorry, anyway, so go on. Yeah. So Sunday, I, I we went off the beaten track, which we're all, always far too good at. So what happened then? Sunday, so the dog the dog redecorated the kitchen for you. He did. And what happened with the car? So, yes, yeah, so I decided that in the afternoon I was going to pop out. There was a Pokemon event on. So I was like, do-do-do-do-do, going to head out and uh, get myself some shiny Pokemon, which, you know, something I enjoy doing. And so I was driving you know, driving somewhere. And then I went for a little walk to, you know, play the game and stuff. When I got back into my car, it's like the engine started 
sort of revving and um well it was kind of like the fans came on it was like it was overheating Mm -hmm. and they'd recently just sorted that out so i was like well obviously something's happened there but you know um so right both lights came on that you know i I mentioned mentioned earlier and uh so i I thought i'll sod it i'll just drive i'll drive home and see how we go halfway through the journey my um i got it was sort of stuck in a bit of traffic so when i had Mm -hmm. to use the accelerator i really had to push hard down on the accelerator to sort of get it moving so i think the car went into like safety mode Oh, limp mode. Yeah. 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 You can only do a certain speed. Yeah. Yeah. Which was quite fortunate in a way because I was stuck in traffic. So, you know, it wasn't an awkward situation where you're holding people up at the same time, you know? So, um, but on the way home, cause literally my, my mechanic is literally at the end of the road. So I was driving, you know, I, I would have been driving past it. So on Sunday, I just dropped it off. I was like, well, it doesn't feel safe to drive so i need to drop it off now and mm-hmm. then you know graham came around to sort of pick me up because i was pretty tired you know i would have walked home but i didn't have the energy to at that point so but mm-hmm. yeah it's so it's um, obviously yesterday was bank holiday so today's tuesday guys just so that you know uh, behind the curtain there and i gave them a call this morning and they're going to try and have a look at it as quickly as they can but yeah so i'm i'm you know got these couple of days off and i'm like oh well now i you know i want to spend time with the dog and stuff because my mum and graham have gone to cornwall so i was like Mm -hmm. oh well you know uh, now i'm having to work out ways like well if i go you know if we go for a walk and we go such and such way it's you know again because the long covid and the energy and stuff i don't know if i'd be able to sort of walk back because it's kind of working out if dog can go on a bus and stuff like this and working out all these different you know different things that i wouldn't normally have to sort of like consider because obviously you just Mm. jump in the car don't you but uh true yeah true yeah so yeah so it's been an interesting week um, <laughs> that was just one it, day. It does sound like it does sound like you've had what I can only describe as a bit of a time. I have. Uh, <laughs> and, and this car, do you think this car was maybe built on an ancient Indian burial ground I think somewhere? So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I really do. I really do. Um, yeah, because it was there was faults with it from almost day one. To be honest. Yeah. So you know, it's I've had it for about a year and a half now, and I've spent about just over a grand on it to get it repaired you know it's cursed yeah it is cursed (laughs) (laughs) it definitely is oh and the other thing as well um which james (laughs) this can be quite funny in some ways and this way i suppose i'm gonna lean in have you got cod's wallet this week james or shall i just keep rambling on I think just keep rambling because I think even if I brought the most rageful, volcanic, angry, exploding, my heart's about to explode and all my limbs are about to drop off levels of rage, it wouldn't even touch the, the surface <laughs> of the, the giant nuclear explosion that is your rage and anger. No, but if you have Go got Codswallop, I'd like you to interject it. You know, that's that's fine. I don't think, I don't, I don't dare interject the rage tadpoles, the rage and the anger. <laughs> it's like I'm running a tally chart. Uh, oh, she's getting closer to exploding. <laughs> well, it's kind of like if you could, you know, if you could see the microphone levels kind of thing, you know, it's sort of like, oh, they're going into the red. They're going into the red. They're amber again. It's, she's yeah. all right. She's all right. Green. She's perfect. No, red again. <laughs> if there's a, a picture of your microphone, it'd be melting. <laughs> it, it, makes the, it makes the nuclear explosion in Oppenheimer look like, you know, <laughs> a match being lit <laughs> yeah absolutely have you seen that film i have it's very very good ah i've not seen it yet so i'll have to check it out but we'll we'll go into that in a minute 
You know, I've got to keep my rage levels first. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> keep, keep focusing on your, your anger against the vehicle. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, this isn't vehicle related. This is something ah, different. This is something else. Yeah. <laughs> oof, oof. Strap yourself in, kids. <laughs> Be afraid. <laughs> no, it's, it's a positive thing that then turns negative in some ways. So James kind of knows about this, so he will realize in a few minutes when i start saying so mm -hmm. because of again long covid don't want to keep parping on about it but obviously it seems to be that i am at the moment anyway um that you know it's not good to smoke so mm -hmm. and it's not good to smoke full stop so i decided true. yes i decided i was going to try giving up and uh i had small patches and uh, i realized afterwards that they were out of date so they didn't help me so I um, I went back, you know, I fell back into the trap of going back to smoking again. I mean, we were only talking like a day or two, something like that. It wasn't long. And um, then, so what I decided to do, because it was kind of becoming at the forefront of my brain to give up smoking, that I was like, right, okay, in Dorset, there's a, um, there's a service. Uh, it's, well, it's not just Smoke Stop, which is a global thing, I imagine, or it's at least all over the uh, the country. But, um, yeah, in, in Dorset, there's like a um, Get Well Dorset or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But also, I don't really want to say their name just in case, you know, <laughs> I say anything negative about them. <laughs> but so anyway, I gave them a call. I was like, look, I, I'd like to give up smoking, but I need some assistance with it. I can't do cold turkey, you know, because I've got mental health problems. So it's, it's, I need it to be as easy as possible, even though it's not going to be fully easy. So I was like, right, okay. Um, I said, I spoke to the chap and he was very helpful. And he said, right, okay, here's a location you can go to. So it's a local pharmacy. I was like, right, that's at the bottom of the road. Um, well, you know, it's, it's not far away anyway. It's about a 15 minute drive. So it's not really there at the bottom of the road. <laughs> so I, um, I rang them up and they were like, well, we don't do it anymore. We don't do the smoke, uh, smoke stop anymore. So I was like, oh, okay. So then they gave me a different place to try. So I tried that, but they didn't pick up the phone. They were constantly not picking up the phone. And I was like, this is really annoying. You know, and I was getting more and more frustrated <laughs> and then, you know, which is not helping, you know, cause obviously I wouldn't give up smoking, but at this point I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm like, Oh fuck it. I really don't want to give up anymore. Um, I did a last thing, uh, you know, last place that I went to, which was as the pharmacy, cause I know that they offer like a smoke stop service you know i just need some support with it kind of thing and and she said that the lady was on long-term sickness so you know obviously i understood that you know it wasn't like they hadn't picked up the phone or spoken to me it was just actually circumstances you know wasn't possible so did you know what i did james had a cigarette? Yeah, I went downstairs and brought myself a pack of, a pouch of 50%, um, what was it, 50 grams of tobacco, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to smoke. Um, I'm not fully giving, uh, you know, I'm not giving up on the idea. It's just that it's, yeah, that, that was a bit of a stressful time. It was just like every... It was almost like, you know, when if you were one of those kind of people that, like, looks at signs... And you were like, well, signs are sort of saying that I don't need, I shouldn't do this or whatever. You know, it was kind of like everything was negative about it. And it was just like, really? And yes. What you didn't know was all the things you're trying to contact were actually run by Philip Morris. Who's Philip Morris? Oh, God. The, it's the, the tobacco. It's a very large tobacco company. Oh. He owns most of the tobacco. Oh, okay. I didn't know <laughs> that. Philip Morris Limited. <laughs> I don't read the packets. I've got horrible warnings on them. I don't read them. I just look at the contents on the inside. <laughs> but Have you ever thought of going and doing vaping? I've tried that before. I tried that um, when I was with Chris years ago. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I didn't get on very well with it because it kept making me me quite sick um oh, yeah right. which okay. is something that it can happen um 
I even tried doing your, um, you know, you said uh, count to... Oh, the 60 seconds. Yeah, so. count to yeah, 60, yeah. 60 seconds. The problem was I got to about 49, couldn't remember what the next number was, and then I'd start again because I was getting really frustrated. And then I had a See, that, that That sounds even better. That should I think that would have worked. You just kept going and going and going and can try to get to the number. And then by the time you're back, what was I wanted to do again? Ah, screw it. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> the problem is, James, it didn't work in that way. I just went 49 50 you know but you know how you sort of like your brain goes <laughs> you know a bit crazy sometimes and i was like oh okay i'll start again so one two oh fuck this i'm going for a fag <laughs> yeah i don't think you're ever gonna quit <laughs> you must have just resigning to you you will be a smoke <laughs> i mean i really I mean, do part, yeah, part of me part of me is very impressed that you managed to smoke through like being unwell because it's the last thing i could do i'd feel that awful <laughs> I mean, you are showing dedication to the cause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I do know that I need to, though. It's not fully at the back of my brain. You know, it's just at the side. It's just at the side. You know, it's where the, mm -hmm. it's slightly on the scary side of it happening kind of thing, which I know sounds silly that it's scary, but, you know, it's kind of like a, a smoke screen sort of thing, you know, so, you know. Oh, a smoke screen about smoke. I know. But a bump. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it will happen if it's going to happen. So, but, yeah, that many obstacles, though, I was just like, Jesus Christ, come on now, you know, but. It's been, see, the thing for me is it's been that long since I have smoked that I, it, it's one that, you know, like, it's like they say about, uh, you know, the distant memory thing that I have no, I don't probably recall it being as bad as it actually was trying to give up. You know, like they say childbirth for women, that if they could remember every single scintilla of childbirth, they'd probably never have another child. It's like you, you object to be blocked out of the difficult things. So I don't just remember. All I can remember is I did cold turkey. I didn't remember it being tricky, but I just kind of came out the other side. And to be fair, I felt that crap, you know, from long COVID, uh, even though I've pretty much come out the other side. I do have some problems with it still. And I still get issues sometimes with breathing that I just couldn't smoke again. Mm. Even like I've got a cigar I'd love to smoke, but it just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to, it ain't going to be worth the hassle of me hacking up a lung and feeling awful. No. No, it definitely isn't worth it. It does make you feel like crap, but, uh, Mm. sometimes it also feels like it clears the airwaves i know that sounds weird but it kind of because it's it's making you breathe isn't it so uh well it is and it isn't a doctor once told me interestingly about the fact that i can what it was but something about smoking would reduce some symptoms of something to do with your chest because it it, it like layers down on the hairs in parts you you know that build up make of your chest mm. and it will I think it's reducing something like asthma coughing or something. it was something bizarre but as he put it goes for God's sake don't start smoking just to, again just to uh, to do that it, it is something I would not recommend I'm kind of glad I did it for the experience but I would never want to to start doing it again no so no and also you smell so you know you do. I'm glad you acknowledge your smell. I mean, I can smell you from here. I didn't want to comment upon it, but the, the smell of c cigarettes, so much. But no, to be fair, on the smell of cigarettes, I do sometimes quite enjoy it when there's just a whiff, just a little whiff on, say, a nice warm summer breeze when there's somebody smoking around you. That can be lovely and wonderful. And still, this, the smell of a fresh open packet of cigarettes is something I like. Oh, yeah, me too. But I, I know so few people who smoke that, you know, that I haven't smell an, an open packet of cigarettes for ages but what is you are right on the smelly thing because there were two people in front of me when i was out walking recently and i'm like bloody hell you forget how much it smells yeah it's uh yeah, yeah i definitely do try and mask it with like like spray or whatever but you know it's mm -hmm. still i mean yeah but anyway let's move off of that topic now because mm -hmm. i'm getting to the stage where i want a fag but <laughs> Actually, discuss all this stuff. You kind of wanted to have a smoke, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's not that bad. I'm having fun doing this at the moment, so it's all good. But uh, I'm trying to think. 
I feel like there was something else as well, but maybe we'll circle back around. <laughs> that it created the, the, the created rage and anger within you. <laughs> no, no, I think it was just something else happened, but I can't really remember what it was. But that, uh, let's talk about um, the film that you saw. I can't remember what you called it. I was going to say, it's all sunshine and rainbows here, because I don't mean happy, happy land, because you've got like happiness, sunshine, rainbows here, yeah. you know, craggy, evil hills and, and lightning and thunder and dragons where, where Gemma yes. is, the rageful area. Yeah. See, look at it, two totally different opposing things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw Oppenheimer, which was absolutely brilliant. And it's, even though, you know, I have some knowledge of the, the te- you know, the creation of the, of the nuclear, nuclear weapons and the tests and things that happened uh, in relation to that and uh, Oppenheimer and the work he did, mm-hmm. you still find yourself really on edge and really caught up in it when you're watching it, even though you, you, you know, have, I had an idea what, what I was going to see it. Well, yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, true. The the score is brilliant. The cast are exceptional. Interesting. There are a couple of things that they left out the story, but I understand why they did that because they're focusing, I think, more on Oppenheimer. But it was, yeah, I cannot fault it. And if it doesn't get Oscars, I'll be absolutely astounded. It, the sh- yeah, across the board. I think we've got to see Oscars definitely for uh, Killian Murphy. We've got to. I mean, I think definitely. Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar. I'd say Nolan's director deserves it. Hell, it should probably even get stuff for effects, score. You know, it could be a, I would hope when it comes to Oscar uh, season, it's a clean sweeper. Yeah. But then also it's going up against Barbie as well, wasn't it? Which I. Oh, I mean, Barbie, Barbie was all right. I've seen that. Okay. It was good. It, it, made, it really made me laugh, but it is not the same call sort of thing. I can't see Barbie going, getting Oscars, but I mean, we might get stuff for design, but you know, what do I know? Who knows? Yeah. Cause I haven't actually, I haven't seen either film yet. Unfortunately I wanted to, but um, I imagine by the time that I get around to watching them, I'm going to be uh, watching them on the telly or something. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like I did want to go to the cinema and watch both actually, but mm-hmm. yeah, just, it just never happens. So, but um, well, Barbie was hilarious. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what, what amused me is some people were like, I saw these complaints along with that. I took my daughter to see this, you know, like a young child. It's not a kid's film. No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. And I think there's also, um, I've heard as well that there are a couple of, um, you know, like hard topics in barbie as well Mm -hmm, but they've mm -hmm. done it so well that you know it's kind of like yeah yeah, they're helping them understand it rather than you know pushing it down people's faces so you're looking at two diametric opposite films you come out of barbie laughing and feeling happy you come out of oppenheimer and you just like and they they, this was a forewarning before he even hit the uh you know the, the screens that you don't come out of oppenheimer you know, yeah. happy, happy, joy, joy, bouncing off the walls. No. Uh, but again, it's the topic. It's not going to be a happy topic. But by God, it, yeah, I, I cannot stress enough. when it, And I'm not giving anything away. With the roll-up to when they're testing the bomb, mm-hmm. they're doing the test, It you are literally like gripping the armrests. Oh, God. It's Yeah, it really does. It ramps the tension up. It was brilliant absolutely brilliant just out of curiosity um because obviously mm-hmm. it's been out for a while and i'm going to see it anyway regardless so if you know if you say something that's going to be like mm-hmm. temp- you know potentially a spoiler don't worry from my point of view mm-hmm. and you know if people wanted to watch it hopefully they would have done by now but um what were the things that you were su- or you know that they left out that you weren't surprised that they left out well, the big one that they left out that surprised me is within the creation with the Manhattan Project, and they were putting everything together in the the the, the real world of what happened. There was a uh, there was a, a a issue where um, one there was a drop on one of the I can't remember the exact thing what it was, but there's a drop when they were doing a testing and uh, they were putting together something, and it killed one of the scientists who was working, oh, yeah. and that was completely glossed over it well it wasn't even mentioned within Oppenheim which surprised me oh, okay yeah I'm familiar um, with that but that was the big bit yeah. yeah that was the big one that surprised me but yeah wow it is a, still a hell of a good film and there are <coughs> excuse me there are other other things you can look at if you wanted to say look at another film about this there's a film called Fat Man and Little Boy um, uh, okay. which was made many years ago because that's what the bombs we, were called we, wasn't it yeah yeah 
we got it as I think when it hit the UK, it was called Shadow Makers and Europe, but that's with Dwight Schultz, who was in the A team, and Paul Newman. Um, and that's good, but it's not to the scale of this. Mm. And it was just a really, I mean, I can enjoy them both, but this was, yeah, a hell of a film. Yeah. So you were left in awe of it, sort of thing, but at the same time in shock of it as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, awe and shock. And also, it's again, it's just like it, it, the the whole film is not again. It's there are certain films you'll come out of that have an impact, and this is one of them. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely because because um, the reason you know, I mean, I I know a bit about it prior to listening to um, the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, but um, yeah, there was uh, you know the po- sorry, you might not actually know it, but the podcast called Last Podcast on the Left, which is, I do talk about it a fair bit. Um, it's one of the big ones, but it's um, they did a uh, they did a series on the Manhattan Project, and they sort of there was no mm-hmm. holes barred. You know, it was literally they were telling mm-hmm. us like the fact you know that people put you know when the explosion went off with the the you know the smaller bomb that you know mm-hmm. people were putting their hand up and there was like a shadow on their face of mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the fact that you know um from their hand sorry you know it was burnt mm-hmm. into their face but you know it's literally they went into all of the information so into detail yeah, yeah so i know quite a lot about it from listening to that as well now on top of what i already knew so um i do find it fascinating and i think yeah i would definitely mm. well, fascinating sounds awful though doesn't it because <laughs> it's but it is true yeah. it is fascinating that's one of the things again the film didn't particularly touch upon the impact of the that happened you know to the to the japanese people and the bomb hit them but it probably wouldn't have been something it is touched upon yeah uh but it is not going to detail but again the film is focusing on oppenheimer the man and his life uh, and not so much um the aftermath it, it i don't want to give anything away there is the, it touches upon things but it, it has its own subjects that he wants to follow but again yeah i give it a like you know 10 out of 10 to watch so oh 10 out of 10 not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there was no room for improvement Okay, I'll give it a 9.5. There we go. There's always room for improvement somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, blimey. <laughs> it must be good. I would love to, you know what? I would love to see when it comes out, there's any, what was deleted, if we get a chance to see anything that was deleted from it. I mean, Nolan's known for somebody who pretty much puts what he wants up on the screen and sticks with it. But it'd be interesting if there's anything else. Like, give us like a four or five hour cut. That could be interesting. <laughs> So. Oh no, not again! But um, yeah, although it wasn't Nolan before, was it? Who who was it that did the um four hour DC? Oh, Snyder did oh, yeah. the uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was four hours, which was great. But Oppenheimer isn't a short film, actually. It might have clocked in like three hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose it actually wouldn't be hard to make it a four hour film in a way, would it? No. So give us a. Right, go for it. Give us a six-hour film, but no, no, I, no, I did. Don't. I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a brilliant film. So yeah, oh well, definitely. I look forward to um, checking that out then, and uh, and the other one as well. But um, there was another film that I f- not film. Sorry, uh, actually, there is a film. Sorry. All right, we'll circle back round in a second. But it was an you know when I was doing my list of TV programs the other day, um, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention Ash versus Evil Dead. Which is oh yeah 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 which was another thing that I started watching because I, I I well I finished it now but um, I loved the um, Evil Dead did I say Walking Dead or Evil Dead then I think so the Evil okay Dead. no that's fine <laughs> hopefully I did so you know if not I I meant Ash versus Evil Dead so yeah I've always um, loved all of the Evil Dead sort of trilogy i think there was three anyway um but you know it's been a long time since i've seen them but yeah the tv program was just perfect it was uh enough cheese and uh enough gore and you know like enough stupid quips and stuff like that so it's you know it's a very cheesy kind of horror film you know it's sort of more of a black comedy i think with those kind of films have you Mm -hmm. have you seen um not Dead. not for a long, long time. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've seen them, but I do I know what they are. Yeah, yeah. and you've not seen Ash versus Evil Dead, is that right? No, I ne- I never saw the show. I mean, I've gathered it went it was really good and people enjoyed it, but no, I've not. Uh, yeah. I've not 
not indulge. Oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe check it out because uh, I think you will enjoy it because it's definitely, you know, there's so, he's like, he's cutting up people with his chainsaw arm, you know, it's like, because <laughs> he's got no arm because he had to cut it off because it was mm -hmm. possessed in the films, you know, sort of thing. You did? <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, I really, I really thoroughly enjoyed this series, but it was a shame because it then got cancelled. So it was like after, um, series three, I think there was just like an ending that didn't seem like it was an ending, you know, because it should lead on to series four, but it never happened. You know, it never got re, uh, re, uh, it's the sods law, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, just leaves you kind of wanting more. You never know, somebody else might pick it up, but the amount of stuff that's getting kind of cancelled and dropped. I know. And then we've got the writer's strike, so you may never see a lot of stuff happening, to be honest. Yeah, I think we need to sort of, I think we're going to have to expect to have a lot of reality TV kind of programmes coming up. So that's, ugh, <sighs> I know, ugh. Oh, dear. I know, they suck. Shocking. Oh. Awful. Awful. Reality TV. Ugh. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Not even just for a giggle. It's like, oh, what am I no. doing? <laughs> no. I mean, I remember when Big Brother first happened, it was interesting because it was like a massive science experiment. Yeah. And then it's just, yeah, awful. I don't understand half the reality TV stuff, but then I don't watch it, so. No, no. Because most of the time it's just like, I mean, I have – dabbled in it a little bit um you know big brother i probably watched the first three years you know kind of thing um not not continuously <laughs> not continuously every year but um you know it was just um you know trying to you know work it out in those days it was like in the early part of big brother it was kind of like you know really seeing how they would survive sort of thing whereas now it was yeah i think it's a little bit more of a luxury, you know, luxury experience, really, you know, more than anything else. Well, the, th the, thing, the thing for the people going on Big Brother the first time is, I, I do recall, you know, you'd see it and people were, you know, the people in the house were asking themselves the question, do you think anyone's actually watching this? And they wouldn't know what they were getting themselves into. And mm. now people just see some weird fast track to fame. Yeah. And it's basically like getting the general consensus in a lot of reality shows seems to be basically get a lot of people together. They've probably quite a few got, you know, borderline mental health problems or mental health problems. Let's throw them all together and see what happens. And you're basically only one step away from when people used to go into the asylum and look at the lunatics and see what they were doing. You know, they pay money to watch the people who were doing crazy things in it in the mental asylums. Mm. And it's yeah, I mean, it's just like, again, it's you could uh, almost argue it's another step removed from when people would be getting tired and feathered having things thrown at them in the stocks. It's, uh, it's you know, just, it's a, to, to my mind, these kind of things are appealing to the worst possible natures of people. And they are, and the behavior of some of the people on the shows is just, I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're sort of playing up because the camera's there rather than yeah. Um, yeah. being genuine and natural. Yeah, which, mm -hmm. you know, they always claim, oh, I'm just being my best self. Yeah, I'm just being me. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm not because there's like a camera right here in my face. And a lot of it's a lot of the things are scripted, aren't they? Mm -hmm. the quote unquote reality shows. So it's all kind of set up stuff. Yeah, although technically, Impractical Jokers is uh, reality TV, so and I kind of like that. So, but at the same time, I've gone off that as well quite a bit. So I haven't watched that for absolutely ages, to be honest. Uh, I haven't seen that for a very long time. Yeah, I think actually thinking on it, the last time that I saw it was like actually it's been quite a long time for me as well. I think uh, series four was the last time I watched it. So. Uh, I don't know what they're on now. So, uh, yeah, I'm lost. Is it seven, eight, nine, something like that? Who knows? 10, 11, 12. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we can count. I anyway. think what will happen, I think you've hit the nail on the head on the fact that what I will just say is this if there is a limit in things being on television for people to watch, and it's all reality TV. What you have to do, salty tadpoles, and tell your friends and tell your family and tell anybody else is they shouldn't be watching this kind of stuff on TV. They should be listening to us mm. as a podcast. We've got a huge back catalogue. So don't have to, you don't have to go and watch the weird reality TV stuff. Listen to us. Listen to the really good stuff where we're discussing interesting, fun topics and shy away from the evil reality television. 
I couldn't have said that better if I tried. That was perfect, James. Chef's kiss. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the other film that I watched, which I actually watched for the first time, it's just going to be a bit of a shock to most people, but I actually saw Jaws for the first time yesterday in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's such an old film, isn't it? But I realised the other day that I'd never actually seen it properly. I've like only seen bits mm -hmm. and pieces of it. <laughs> unlike the people good film yeah it is a good film um mm. but it was only sort of from halfway on halfway through it mm -hmm. became a good film it's like i got really irritated at the very beginning because like all of the people are like talking and shouting over each other and stuff and i was just like oh my god will every everybody shut up and just you know like, i suppose they did it so that i would get irritated by it you know like as mm -hmm. if you know, you're actually there sort of thing. But yeah, it's just everyone was talking all at once and I couldn't keep up with what was going on. So I, I did get a little bit frustrated in the first sort of half hour, 40 minutes of it. And yeah, but then when they, you know, when they finally sort of went out to sea and stuff, it was really good that, you know, mm -hmm. so when Bruce appeared and stuff, you know. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's the it's one of these films that it hit the you know the law of the diminishing sequels. Mm. I mean, I always like one and two, but three and four are just yeah. You're into kind of like rubbish territory mm. with Jaws: The Revenge. Oh. Yeah, I only watch. Well, you know, I've literally just watched Jaws, so you know, <laughs> and it wasn't even like the time. You know, it, I didn't look at it as in. Um, I suppose in a way I did, because, uh, you know, like if, if I'd watched it at the time, which is not possible anyway, because I was only a baby or I was, a, you know, just born or what. I don't, I, you weren't alive when it came oh, out. Okay. So. I wasn't alive when it came out. So there we have it. But if I'd have watched it as one of my early on films before I'd seen a lot of other horrors and stuff like that, I, my opinion on it probably isn't, wouldn't have been as swayed by it as it is now. Because, you know, like there's so much out there isn't there of you know like people going out mm -hmm. on boats and you know getting attacked by things and whatnot so i mean i mean what it could be tadpoles is that Gemma's just let slip that she's actually a lot, lot older than we think she is <laughs> just bear that one in mind i didn't i genuinely didn't know when it came out to be honest no. when did it come out 1975 oh, okay no i definitely wasn't alive <laughs> i was born in 83 you were only just you were only just alive when the film came, the third film came oh. out. So. <laughs> okay, well, that's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose in in 1975, then, in that case, it would have been quite shocking. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, you know, the how The Exorcist was when that first came out and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. So, and I did enjoy think, it, but not all of it. I, th I think they say Jaws was kind of considered, like, the first summer blockbuster. It was like a huge, I mean, it was a huge thing. Mm. But it was, yeah, I like it. To go, again, it's not one I've watched myself for a while. But I do like the first two. And I've never really kind of watched three and four that much. But, uh, I mean, four is bad. And as Michael Caine said, because about being in it, he said somebody once said to him, it's a terrible film. And he goes, you know, it may be a terrible film, but I've seen the the house it built, and that's wonderful. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? It's at least, you know, it's, it's put people's careers on the page and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's good. But, yeah, nah. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll just I'll wait another thirty years. I'll watch the second one. <laughs> watch the see. Yeah, watch the second one then. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I've got some free time on my hands, so you know, I'll uh, maybe check it out again. But who knows? But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that's really everything that I've been up to in a nutshell. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. You've been rageful, but you've also managed to watch some films and enjoy them. So that's good. Yeah. It's all good. And and clean up dog shit. So, you know, I, I like to go back yeah. to that, guys, just so that you f if anyone get, forgot. <laughs> can it get any better than cleaning up dog crap? <laughs> well, Maybe not. No, no, it definitely can't. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> especially as Graham put all the tissues in a bucket and I was like, why did you put in a bucket? It should have gone in straight into a like a you know a rubbish bag so to speak yeah into the outside bin <laughs> yeah, yeah but he wasn't you know it's was so early he wasn't thinking properly but uh yeah 
So I, I was then having to move them from there to there. And I was like, I got poo on my Gross. head. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Just no, wrong, bad dog, bad, bad, bad dog. <laughs> In that situation, yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he Ugh. he got taken to the groomer yesterday. So he's uh, he's absolutely lovely and clean now. So it was all good. He'll smell better, that's for sure. He definitely does, yeah. So Good. Right. Well, James, I mean, if we've got anything else that we can say, then, you know, should we just wrap up with uh, some stories of the week or... Uh, if we if we could please because managed to throw up thinking about the the dogs yeah <laughs> let's just be at move all right no problem so as usual neither of us have checked what story that we have of each other's <laughs> so it adds to the fun though. it does so do you want to go first or shall i uh i'll let you go first. oh okay and then you can quickly find another one if... Uh... <laughs> Correct. So there you go. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right. So this is from the Metro, as usual. How a woman's innocent ha- static hair selfie revealed she was actually close to death. So I bring something funny to this week, guys. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> a woman was warned... She likely cheated death after posing a selfie, showing her hair standing up on end while out for her morning walk. She was walking her mm-hmm. dogs on the beach in Jersey. Um, I think that's Jersey as in the UK one rather than New Jersey. Um, when, well, they're, um, they're still classes the UK, aren't they? Guernsey and Jersey. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine then. Um, So in the beach on Jersey, when she felt a very, uh, a a very strange tingling on her forehead and her head before her hair had begun to go frizzy. Later, posting a photo of the bizarre phenomenon um, known as static hair on Facebook she explained she could hear thunder rolling across the french coast about 200 uh, sorry about 25 kilometers away um users were quick to explain just how close she could have been to disaster um as one person wrote you were at risk of being struck believe it or not mm-hmm. yeah you were a lightning rod standing on the beach protecting uh projecting mm-hmm. above the surrounding landscape um the beach isn't an ideal place that uh the beach isn't an ideal place that was an electrically charged atmosphere um another user clarified an electric charge builds up as part of a positive lightning strike so the charge is what made your hair stand up. You may not think you're in trouble if the storm looks to still be off in the distance, but that electric charge is sure uh, is a sure sign that you should get inside quickly as possible, as quickly as possible, sorry. One other person added, she was lucky to still be walking and talking. The woman then responded, I did start to get a little bit nervous and headed higher up the beach. Goodness knows uh, what it would have looked like if I hadn't had my hair tied uh, tied up. Um, It was really weird sensation. Uh, She wouldn't, she wouldn't appear to have been the only one amongst commenters to have had first-hand experience of static hair amid a growing storm. Um, Other users posted a photo of themselves with their hair on end and uh, at another beach saying, this happened to me a couple of years ago. Crikey, I had no idea I was that close to being fried. Um, Experts advise people in this situation to get inside as quickly as possible and ideally by finding a house, large building, or 
all metal vehicle the end <laughs> there is a little bit more but that is probably yeah so so it's kind of like the sensation isn't it when you um rub uh you know when you're a kid you rub a balloon on your head isn't it and it gets stuck on your head mm-hmm. so it's a builder for electricity in the atmosphere yeah which yeah how scary though that you know I'm I'm actually surprised that it she didn't occur to her that that might be the cause of the problem. It's something that's mm. reasonably well known. Oh, but I didn't know it. Ah, so well, not everybody. Her, her come her comment her comment when she said, "Imagine what it could look like." Yeah, you could have been a fried and turned to a crisp. You could have just been a little pile of ash. No, I think what she meant was is that, um, and also it might have been. Oh, I know, I know what she. Yeah. I know what she meant. You know, if you're getting hit by lightning, it's over. <laughs> no, I think what she meant was because she had her hair back as a, in a ponytail. Imagine what it would have looked like if she had her hair down. So, like, all of her hair would have been literally stood up. I think that's kind of what uh, she was referring to then as well. So, girl looked very crispy. Yeah. So, was that your story this week or? uh, No, uh, no, I've got a different one. So, we've all heard of trouser snakes, and this brings an entirely different uh, meaning to it. A man tried to smuggle 14 live snakes through a Chinese border by stuffing the reptiles into his pockets. He was caught at Fujian Airport, an entrance on the border between mainland China and Hong Kong and Shenzhen, southeastern China. Agents at Huanggang Customs on the Chinese side of the border reportedly noticed the man looking nervous and avoiding eye contact with them. (laughs) There's a shot. Uh, they asked to examine his belongings and ended up finding 14 snakes wrapped up in cotton socks and stockings. F- footage shows the passenger dressed in black clothing and a white cap nervously checking his pockets while standing at the checkpoint. The clip then cuts to border staff handling the socks with the snakes dropping out. The reptiles were placed inside plastic containers and handed over to authorities. Three of the serpents were ball pythons, also known as royal pythons, which are an African species listed as near-threatened on the International Union uh, for Conservation of Nature's Red List. The law requires all animals transported in and out of China uh, to first be quarantined and inspected. It is not clear whether the man was charged with anything. And, funnily enough, being the metro, that's the end of the article. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know... It's a bit of a slippery slope, isn't it? You know, getting uh, mm. wiggly snakes in your trousers. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend carrying 14 snakes in your pocket. Not a good one. No, not really. And also, it's not really a nice experience for the poor snakes. I mean, I don't like snakes at all, but I, I also don't want to, you know, like if one was in here right now with me, I'd be like f- fucking screaming mm-hmm. my head off, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I would not be happy, but um, yeah, it's, but at the same time, I wouldn't want anything really negative to happen to them. You know, you get, you you know, like if you ever see like border force or whatever, I think I've talked about Mm -hmm. that before and, you know, you got these caged animals, you know, reptiles or whatever that are being shipped over in a cardboard box that are close to death, you know, because they're, you know, they're not um, being looked after properly. It does make me a bit sad, Mm -hmm. but there we have it so but you could also because i do remember another story so maybe i'll end with a a third story but i just need to find it okay um talking about smuggling things in the airport Mm -hmm. uh, so almost just as bad as snakeys woman caught smuggling capsules of cocaine at an airport in a very creative way. Uh-huh, I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, we may as well go on to, uh, you know, you know, seeing how they're smugglers, smugglers are. A woman was caught trying to smuggle cocaine through the airport by hiding some up her vagina. There you have it, James. Well, if you don't have pocket space. No, exactly. <laughs> is she... And it's a hell of a way of dodging those bag, you know, the bag restrictions and weight limits. <laughs> it's like having your own pockets, isn't it, really? <laughs> I don't know how to take your word for that. <laughs> oh. Don't have the facilities. No. 
No. Uh, the 20 year old stuffed 11 capsules into a condom and then ex- inserted it up her vagina before she was busted on July 29th. She had also ingested 67 other capsules when she was stopped at the airport um, in Argentina. Uh, each, each, uh, sorry, excuse me a minute, I got itchy nose, there we go. Each tablet in her vagina can, uh, contained 110 grams of the Class A drug with, with a street value of 5,500 pounds. And while the ones she consumed in the other ways was 632 grams of cocaine worth 31 point uh sorry 31 um thousand thousand pounds just over that basically um she was she was reportedly trying to travel on so basically she she was trying to you know fly to barcelona but the airport staff 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 <laughs> staff <laughs> you can tell i'm getting a bit tired now <laughs> but the airport staff asked her to undergo a scan because they were suspicious the alleged drug mule uh described as a petite and weighing no more than 50 kilograms had a newly issued passport and appeared nervous when the caption understand <laughs> yeah exactly what if you know i always i always worry that you know like with regards to you know doing this sort of drug smuggling and stuff like that i mean from the point of view of the person what if you know they will explode or whatever in your stomach or melt down and you know you get od'd or whatever but um, when the capsules were discovered, workers took her to the hospital to have them safely removed. Uh, that's it. Oh, no, it's not. Um, she was released from hospital on August the 2nd and appeared in court the next day. An investigation was launched against her for attempting narcotics smuggling. You dropped out. You went entirely quiet. Then I completely missed you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. How very weird. I can hear you again now. Okay, well, I'll say that again, just in case it didn't get picked up on the audio then. Um, She was released from hospital on August the 2nd and appeared in court the next day. Um, An investigation was launched against her for the attempted narcotic smuggling. Her belongings, including her phone, have been seized and her home in uh, Venezuela has been a wherever wherever she's from was raided she has reportedly refused to give a statement to officials the end just like a good metro ending it ended (laughs) (laughs) it did it did ground to a halt done finished finito yeah exactly so i'm getting a bit of a raspy voice again james so i think uh we Uh, might need to wrap up this episode if that's all right with you no problem no problem i've got stuff i've got to go and head out and do and now that it's not peeing it down as much i'll be able to go out and do them yeah brilliant well there you go people we're gonna get on with our lives so you get on with yours (laughs) but thank you for listening to this week's talking cards all up i have been Gemma. I've been James. Yes, you have. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.